Hello, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. How the fuck are you? Listen up now. No need to swear right up the top. Don't know why I did it. Just alienated all those people with sensitive ears out there. People broadcasting to their babies and to their nuns. They're like, well, we got to turn this off. This guy just came with fucking right out of the gate. And you know what? You might as well turn it off because we are starting to talk about a doozy today. I tell you what, it's a fight. It is fight club time. We, I just, I I mean, I'm too excited. I'm too, I'm trying to settle down. I'm trying to settle down. There was a fight. There was an actual, there was a fight in my gym. Jimapalooza. It is a rumble in the jimble. It was, it was fucking crazy. It was, we had an actual, so okay. Um, I wasn't involved in the fight. Well, I well, I was I helped instigate it, but there were no punches thrown. Let's be clear, okay? It was a verbal fight, and uh, but it was close, buddy. Oh, buddy, it was close. We almost uh, we almost had it. You want to step outside? And you were thinking, oh, Mark, what's the big deal? You know, a couple of testosterone crazies. You know, a couple of steroid monkeys. They were like, hey, let's let's throw down. No, it was the manager. <laughs> the personal training manager and a, uh, a customer who I know. Whom? Whom I know. That's right. I used whom probably correctly right there. Okay, so let's backtrack. Sorry, I had to clear my throat here. Uh, I apologize. I'm taping this in my car. If there's any kind of background humming noise, I'm literally in the garage of my apartment building in the car. It's just because I got that, you know, that fucking baby upstairs, right? You guys know that. I got a little six-month-old Sam. He's, uh, he doesn't like it when I scream and yell. You know, actually, he, he likes it just fine. My wife doesn't like it because it wakes up Sam. But then Sam's like, hey, we're up. Let's scream and yell together. And then we both yell at each other. And uh, we have a good time. But the wife is like, come on, guys. It's midnight. Because it's, it's also midnight. And um, I just I just want to get this one out. You know, I, I feel like I got to I got to do it while it's fresh, while the fight is fresh in my mind. You know, it happened today. It happened today at three thirty in the afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, three thirty in the afternoon. Prime time for a fight. I tell you what is. Uh, I don't know. I guess this is what the podcast has degraded into me complaining, uh, going to establishments and talking about fights I have with, uh, you know, employees. And now again, I did not. It wasn't my fight. I was involved. So let's just back it up and explain what has happened. Now, longtime listeners of the podcast, we're in episode seven right now. So longtime listeners, they uh, they are aware that I go to a gym. Uh, I will not name the establishment. I don't. I don't want to name it per se. But I will say it rhymes with hoodwife. All right, it rhymes hoodwife. It rhymes with that. So if you were in Canada, you may know it. Also, that also sounds like a good name for a lady rapper. Hoodwife. Hoodwife. Shit got real. You know. That should be the title of her album. So um, I go to the gym, and I have befriended a man named Nick. Now, Nick, the gym guy, I used to call him Nick the bodybuilder. You know, it's just so that you guys, they say when you when it comes to writing 
or or uh, art in general, you should have a title that lets your listeners or let your readers know uh, what it's all about. So Jim the Bodybuilder, Jim the Bodybuilder, Jim, oh yeah, it would that would be even better. But his name's Nick, Nick the Bodybuilder. That really uh, gives you a good idea of what I'm talking about. But Nick, he's a little uncomfortable with that. He feels he's not a bodybuilder, so he calls him. He wants me to call him Nick the Gym Guy. So I'm gonna do it. Uh, so this is uh, Nick the Gym Guy. So he's my buddy. We started chatting at the gym. He's a he's a nice guy. And when I say nice, I mean crazy nice. Nice to a fault. And you'll hear why uh, as as this goes on. Well, I mean, you guess, you already know from last podcast, right? I talked about how Nick was so nice he almost got kicked out of the gym. This is what the fight is about. That is correct. But Nick wasn't involved. Nick wasn't there. Uh, I guess it was one of the two hours of the day that he doesn't go to the gym. He wasn't uh, at the uh, hoodwife, I almost said the real name, today uh, when I was there. So you ask, well, what happened? Well, here's what happened. I go in and I see the great Canadian athlete, Steve. Now, I call him Steve to his face because it'd be weird to call him the great Canadian athlete, you know, at the gym. So uh, those of you who heard the last podcast you know, the reason I call him that is because he just looks like a guy who wins Olympic gold medals. He's, he's you know, he's got that real Canadian, like, he, like he's been camping and hiking for a long time, and, and, and he, can, he can run track and field. He's just like that type of athlete-looking guy. So uh, he is in the gym, and he says, oh, hold on, I got uh, somebody coming here now who is in my parking lot staring into the window. Okay, this is weird. I'll be right back. Okay, so that was really strange. I think I almost got murdered that time. I just pretended I was on my phone, you know, as if murderers are going to be like, oh, okay, he's making a call. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait till he's fine. But uh, is that a stand-up joke I know? If it is, I apologize. I just That just came to me, but it feels like that was a little too funny to say just straight out, so that may have been a stand-up joke that I heard at one point. If it is... Sorry, if it's not, I should fucking write that down. That sounds like a stand-up joke, you know? When a murderer comes by and you... Because you do that, right? Like, you, you pick up your phone to be like, Ah, look, I'm, I'm on my phone here, so there's people... People know me, okay? There, if you murder me, there are contacts in this phone who will be like, Hey, I wonder is Mark still alive? At one point, they'll say that, Right? Anyway, that guy just, he looked in here. Now, granted, he probably wasn't a murderer. He was just a guy going, why is there a man in his car screaming into a microphone? And you know what? Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. That's fucking weird. It's weird that a man is doing that. Also, too, uh, I had to, you know, yesterday, or yesterday, last last podcast, whenever the hell I recorded it, I was talking about how I had to try to, take a bunch of furniture in my car so to do that i had to actually take out the baby seat so um the baby seat is now back in the car but i haven't installed it again so it's just haphazardly in the back seat just like lying down so maybe he was just going hey that baby seat's not secure there dickhead on the microphone and you're right sir you are right but there is no need to murder me over that anywho back to the matter at hand uh, um, so I go into the gym, Steve, the great Canadian athlete, he sees me. We're friendly now, you know, he's excited to see me. I'm excited to see him. That's how you are with new friends. 
You're like, hey, hey, we get along now. So he's, he mentions, hey, do you know that our nemesis is here? And, uh, and I do know. I do know that because I saw him in the locker room. And our nemesis is the head personal trainer. And uh, as some of you know, that is the man who accosted my friend Nick, right? So what happened was the head personal trainer, to recap last episode, the head personal trainer came up to my friend Nick, who was working out with a buddy. So Nick and his buddy are working out, and uh, the head trainer comes up and says, hey, you can't be training people in here. You, uh, you can get your membership revoked for doing something like that. And Nick is like, dude, I am just training here with my bud. My bud's asking me how to do some stuff, so, so I'm showing him how to do some stuff. And the guy said, well, well, you can't do that. He goes, he said, but I'm not being paid. I'm not a personal trainer. And then uh, the head personal trainer, I'm going to call him Beardy, okay, from now on, because he's got a beard, you know, and plus it's just easier to say than head personal trainer, you know, because then I got to try not to make all those jokes about that guy giving head. I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm I'm not going to make those blowjobby guy giving head type of jokes for this guy because I'm better than that. Okay? I'm a professional. I'm not going to do it. So Beardy, you know, also just picture a pirate. Pirates are usually bad guys. This guy's a bad guy. So he's the bad guy in the story. You know, and don't worry, he doesn't become a good guy in the end. This isn't a well-written novel where it turns out he has a heart of gold. No, sir. Just a prick with a chip on his shoulder. All right, so Beardy has accused my friend Nick of breaking some kind of club law saying he is training people and Nick is saying he isn't and or he's certainly not being paid to do so and the guy's saying that doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're not getting paid so anyway that we think that's it we just think that Nick has been you know he's he's offended he's irritated but we figure that's probably it no sir no sir it is not it because when the great Canadian athlete, when he sees me and sees the nemesis in the room, Beardy, he says that uh, he, he can't let that stand. And in fact, right before I arrived at the gym, the great Canadian athlete, Steve, he says that he had voiced his opinion loudly to another gym member that he was friendly with just so that Beardy could hear him. Beardy could hear what he was saying. So he said, because he wanted that, he wanted Beardy to know. You didn't just offend Nick. You offended the whole hood wife family. All right? One of our brothers. Our brothers in arms. Our brothers in muscular arms. We are, uh, we're with him. You can't just, you can't just cut one of us down, you know, and not expect the other people to feel it. Wait, if you prick Nick, we bleed. We're boys. You know, we are guys who go to the gym around the same time on most days. That's a bond for life, motherfucker. So anyway, Beardy, uh, Beardy apparently didn't like that uh, Steve, the great Canadian athlete, was saying these things. He didn't like it. because I know he didn't like it because what happened was when Steve started saying stuff to me about it, uh, and also there was a personal trainer uh, nearby, uh, and, and so one of his underlings, so one of Beardy's uh, underlings, 
And if he's listening, I'm sorry that I'm calling you an underling. I just don't. He, I know you're not the head personal trainer. So let's just say regular personal trainer. Let's not go with underling, you know, because I like that guy. Uh, so regular personal trainer, dude. He was kind of in on the conversation. He was sort of listening to what we were saying. He's clearly chuckling. He uh, seems to be on our side. I can't say for sure that he was, but you know, you know when you know, you know. Anyway, I know. So he was on our side, I think, and I think that's really what got Beardy going, you know, because that's one of his employees or, or someone he thinks he has control over. So he comes fucking flying across the room. After we, we hear, first of all, we hear like high school from like fucking out of nowhere, like across the gym. Dude comes flying across and Beardy starts pointing at Steve, the great Canadian athlete, points at him and says, if you have a problem with me, why don't you come talk to me like a man? And then says, and I'm not kidding. He says, you've been eyeballing me all day. And if you've got something to say to me, you come talk to me like a man. I eyeballing, eyeballing you all day. What are you? What are you like a slave owner at a plantation from a a movie that takes place in the eighteen hundreds? Eyeballing me? What is it? You're from a from a Wild West movie? I guess. I, who says eyeballing? I'm try, I'm really trying to place it. Who says it? Certainly not regular humans at three thirty in the afternoon on a on a fucking Wednesday, right? So, and here's the thing, right? We're, it, it's tense now. Like, everyone, everyone's looking because people can hear this guy shouting at Steve. They can hear him shouting at him. And uh, I'm nearby, but I'm kind of looking away because, hey, you know, I'm not involved, <laughs> even though I was. But let's pretend I'm not. But I was thinking, I don't know, and we'll get into that in a second. So, Steve responds the way an adult man should respond, which is by going, uh, you are being extremely rude right now, and uh, you may be a crazy person. Just like that, which was cool. Like, I mean, because I, I, who knows, other people would have just kicked that guy right in the chest. Pachow! You know? Settle down, Beardy. And I should mention Beardy. Okay, here are some things I'm going to say right now. Uh, that aren't necessarily, look, look, I don't want to disparage anybody. I don't want to say Beardy is not capable, that Beardy uh, is really not in good shape. I don't know for sure. Maybe the man can run a marathon. Maybe he's a great scuba diver. I don't know. All I do know is that I have a friend who is a personal trainer and a dietitian, and uh, he's a kinesiologist as well. He, he's 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 well-versed. Uh, he's in good shape as well. And he, he always says, when he used to full-time personal train, one of the things he always said to clients is, take a look at your personal trainer. If you like the way that they look, or you think, that it, do, do they walk the walk? Do they talk the talk and walk the walk, he would say. You gotta, you gotta eat where you shit. No, that's not, that's not the right analogy. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you know, you practice what you preach. That's what I was looking for. You got to fucking practice what you preach. You can't be, you know, shitting where you <laughs> where you eat. You have to practice what you preach. I, I should embroider that on a pillow somewhere. That's a nice saying I just came up with. 
Um, so, anywho's uh, Nick and friends of his at the gym, uh, like Hisham and uh, Steve, the great Canadian athlete, they they're all in shape. They all look, and they all look in shape. You know, where's the other guy? Yeah, head personal trainer is a surprise to me. It's a surprise once again. Who am I to say? Right? I I have osteoporosis for fuck's sake. I'm not I'm not here to say I'm better than anyone else. But what I'm saying is, if I went to the gym and they said, Mark, please pick some men to train you to become Wolverine or whoever else you want to become, I would probably go with Nick and his buddies as opposed to a guy who just has a beard. Because that is really, as far as I can see, the uh, biggest achievement in his physical fitness career is is that he's grown a beard. And hey, and don't get me wrong, it's a nice beard. I can't grow a beard. All right? So, Beardy, you got that going for you, buddy. And it's just, and I wouldn't be saying this shit. I really wouldn't be. Except that you you pushed it. You are the one that's interjecting and telling people they can't train other people. And yet, you know, maybe maybe he should hire a trainer. I'm Look, look, I said I wasn't going to do it, and I, I haven't. I'm just, I'm just giving you my opinion. It is not based in science or fact. I'm just telling you that uh, he isn't the type of trainer that I would assume any successful client would hire. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right? Okay. So back back to the matter at hand. Beardy has walked away from Steve. Now, uh, we're all, we're all beside ourselves. We don't know what's going on. The one thing I will agree with what Beardy was saying was he said several times, what is this, fucking high school? Is it high school? And it did have a little bit of a high school vibe. You know, it was uh, us against them, even though there's no them. There's just one guy. It's Beardy. Uh, and it's just and we were there was that little lunchtime buzz. It's like, wait, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Is, is there a fight in the parking lot? What's happening? Like we were you know, it was it was fun. It's exciting. You know, it's a little bit of excitement in the day. It's crazy fun to see someone lose their mind when you see someone explode where they got that vein in their forehead that's going right into their eyeball. And they're like, boom, boom. like. Beardy was losing it, and he, once again, if I haven't been clear about this, this man works at the gym, and in fact is clearly in a management position at the gym if he is head personal trainer. So, all right. We go, we we continue working out. Um, A couple of people have come over and asked me, hey, you know what this is all about? And I do. It's nice to be in the know, you know? Like, fuck it. That's one of the things I love about stand-up comedy is that I'm backstage, you know? Like, you know, if I'm on the show or if I'm not on the show, I know the other comics. Like, I'm, I'm, when I was, before I did comedy, I always thought, like, what do they talk about? What are they like backstage? By the way, it's super boring, and uh, nobody's really that funny. Um, well, some people are funny, but we're generally not being that funny backstage. There's a bit of nerves. There's a bit of whatever. But it's it's still nice to be there. You know, like when people go to concerts, and they have backstage passes, and they don't wait in line like all the other dickheads, and they're not, uh, and they're just... They're just ushered around, and security's like, oh, right this way, you got one of these passes. Oh, say hello to Pink. Here she is. I don't know why I'm at a Pink concert in this particular analogy, but it's just, I figure that 
that would be that would be a bit of a circus, right? So hi, circus, yeah, because Pink she does all those circus acts thing. Anyway, um, where was I? Man, oh man, I should really write down a list of uh, the things I was gonna say, but I don't. So uh, it's nice to be in the know. That's where I was. I was. It's nice to be in the know. So people were asking me what's going on. I'm telling them. I'm telling them what's going on, you know? And it's weird. Like, men, like, I'm talking to 50-year-old men, and everybody goes back to how, very prophetically, like Beardy said, how they were in high school, talking about when they got bullied or when or when they got into a fight. And some guy was saying um, what, he, uh, what he would always do, he just had a calm, reserved quiet, you know, with that fire in the eyes where you just look like, I'm just going to stand right here and I'm going to be real quiet. And, uh... You know what's about to happen if you push this any further. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like Putin. You know, like a Vladimir Putin has probably, he probably didn't love that analogy, but I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it insultingly because it's just Putin has that. He has that quiet menace about him. I mean, that is whatever you want to say about that dude. He has got a quiet rage that is just, just you can see it. It's just in the eyes like, do you want to say something? I will fucking kill you. Like, you know, he's got, and I don't mean literally, in case anyone is listening from whoever listens to things, but I'm saying that he's he's got a, uh, just a, a seething uh, power behind the eyes. That's how it seems to me anyway, and I think that's what this guy was saying. You know, and I get that. I get that. Myself, uh, I wasn't a big kid. Uh, always, I, I'm still not a big person, but I, I'm like, I'm like five ten now. Like at least I'm kind of, I look sort of like a regular human. But when I was young, I was really slow to grow. I was really, I was like the shortest kid in my class my whole life, and um, so I, I, and it wasn't on purpose how I played this, but it did work out in my favor. Uh, in that, I had a hair trigger where I would flip out. So like you, you know. I really didn't get into a lot of fights because I was so willing to get into fights. I know that's weird to say, but the second anybody said anything, I'm like, what'd you say? What? What? Are you talking to me? Do you, what, you think I'm too small to defend myself? Well, and like people are like, okay, all right, he's a, he's a little uh, rabid dog. I get it. Okay, maybe just leave him alone and we will poke and prod other people because that guy will clearly just uh, try to bite your jugular. And I would have. I just, it was, it was, uh, a preemptive mechanism. You want to come at me? I think it was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And maybe I would have lost every fight. I don't know. I wasn't a big kid. But it's just that. That I think that's that's the one thing. I don't want to be like, I'm going to teach my son how to box. I'm going to teach him how to cut a man from from ear to sternum. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not one of those guys. But what I would like to impart to him, kind of, you know, is not so much standing up for yourself, but just be. Be ready to have that fire. Ready to have that. Was that? What'd you say to me? Yeah. You think I'm going to sit here and take that? You know, you got to do that early. You can't be doing. You can't wait too long. You know, because because then you got to get into the real fight. But if you do it right away, that hair trigger. It's like it's like a, a you know a criminal who is about to steal your car and he sees that you got one of those. Uh, locking mechanisms on your steering wheel. So he's like, ah, I'm going to break the window of the next car. That one's a little easier. So, you know, when you got that pit bull mentality of, of that, that, that little man chip on your shoulder, which is what I had, people, 
they probably they, they at least in my experience they just moved on. They're like let's let's go down for greener pastures. This is not as much fun because he's ready to die at this moment for <laughs> So I was that that's how I handled it. It wasn't on purpose, but so in this situation, like, but so, so we're all thinking back to high school, but Stevie handles it in a way that I would like to have handled it if it had happened to me. I don't know how I would have handled it. I honestly don't. Um, but the way he did it was, it was one of these, um, do you think that this is appropriate? You're an adult man. Like, it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Uh, but other people have not taken it so well. Uh, now Nick, uh, he, as I told you before, he trains with a guy, uh, he often, they often work out together. They're not always training partners, but you see them sometimes they, they work out together and his name is Hisham and he's a big giant, uh, Egyptian man. Now Hisham did not take very kindly to the incident when it happened. And then when he found out what happened today, because we've been texting. We've been texting like 12-year-old girls. It's been fucking texts flying all over the place about this shit. And Hisham got so mad. Now, Hisham, I'm going to do an impression here. And it's not of you, in case you're listening. Uh, it is. It's your Egyptian. My wife's father's Egyptian. I can't really do an Egyptian accent, but I can sort of imitate her dad. So this is me doing her dad, all right? Not you. <laughs> it's it's her dad's accent. It's the closest thing I can get to an Egyptian accent. So these are, are texts that Hisham actually sent to Nick. Nick sent them to me because he thought they were so goddamn funny. So this is about the incident with Beardy. And uh, here is what Hisham says. He is so arrogant. And so stupid. Next text. He is just a piece of shit. <laughs> I think he dared to talk to you because he knows you are a nice guy. Because bullies are always cowards. I am so tempted to go right now and pick a fight with him. <laughs> Last text. We need to hang him from his legs at gym door like the good old days. Shocking. <laughs> It's a highlight. This is the highlight of my week. Highlight of my week. And my baby learned to talk. No, I'm kidding. My baby hasn't learned to talk. He hasn't learned fucking anything. But that is, if you knew Hisham, and you, like, and again, that's not his accent. That's my wife's dad's accent. But you get the gist. He's just coming from him. That sounds so goddamn threatening. He's, and especially if you saw him, he's he's a mountain of a man. And what I love the most is we need to hang him from his legs at the gym door like the good old days. The good old days, Hisham? What was happening in the good old days at your gyms? And I swear to Christ, if I go to the gym tomorrow and that dude is hanging from the doors, I wouldn't be that surprised. I wouldn't be that surprised. And I'd help him down. You know, I'm a... I'm I'm a good man. I would help I would help Beardy down from his predicament, but I take a pile of pictures first, you know. I, I can hang him from his legs. Oh my god, you don't want Hisham mad at you, boys. You don't want that. I tell you what. Okay. 
Now you're thinking to yourself, but guys, are you overreacting? If the man is just acting with club policy, then what, you know, what's the problem? Like, I mean, he's he's the head trainer. He's got to step in and help people understand the rules of the club. And, uh, yeah, well, maybe that's true. Maybe that would be true if, in fact, he wasn't so wrong. But here's the thing. He's wrong. Now, Steve, the great Canadian athlete, what he is is, in fact, a lawyer. So along with being an Olympic gold medalist, I'm assuming, he's also very smart. And he lawyered the fuck out of this guy. Beardy, he is just, his beard was spinning in circles. He didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do with Steve telling him all his lawyer shit. Because he's saying, he started saying things like clauses, you know, and amendments and other lawyer things. It was fantastic. He was just, they were in a, so, oh, right. <laughs> okay, so uh, what happened after uh, Beardy walked away from Steve was that he did eventually come back. He came back and to, because I think some of the other trainers, they said to Beardy, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You cannot speak to people like that. So he went over and uh, that is what Steve then said to him. He said, you can't speak to a, a, a paying customer like this. This is, he said, you have to be held to a higher standard. You're a manager. Even, like, if you didn't, because the beardy was saying, yeah, well, you were saying things about me. That's, first of all, that's a terrible fucking apology. You were saying things about me. I said things about you. You know, we shouldn't have done that. That's not a way to apologize. So he said, um, you, you work here. You can't talk. If you hear what you said is gossip, uh, you can't run up to people aggressively and say the things that you said. And that is true. See, the thing is, like this guy, he started like eventually he talked to Steve for about 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And, you know, they were calm and he was like, okay, so, you know, I really do apologize about what I said and all these things. And let me tell you, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. If you run a stop sign and you plow into a hobo, you still got to go to jail. You know that the cops don't care uh, that you're super sorry that you that you hit the hobo. They are saying you ran a stop sign which broke the law and then you you made that hobo's insides bleed. You can't do that. So now you're going to jail. Sometimes your actions you can't take them back. You know, like I was uh, I was watching a basketball game one time and uh, Vince Carter, uh, he was playing for Toronto at the time because I'm old and he got elbowed in the face. And uh, then the guy who elbowed him in the face ran over and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Vince Carter shrugged off and said, get the fuck off me, man, and shoved him. And I was thinking, oh, Vince Carter's really overreacting. The guy apologized. What a dick. And my friend who was watching the game with me was like, no, no, no. No, that guy, first of all, probably meant that elbow. Secondly, just just because you apologize doesn't mean you didn't do the deed. Now Vince Carter has like a broken nose, and this guy, you know, he's just, oh, I'm so sorry. That way he thinks that he'll get no repercussions. No, you did the deed. So anyway, this guy, you can't say that shit. You can't say, were you eyeballing me? You've been eyeballing me. If you've got something to say to me, you'll be a man. You can't fucking say that shit. So, um... Time passes. All right. Time passes. I'm doing I'm doing a leg workout. 
it's it's only been an okay workout because I got this nervous energy, you know. You know that when something's happened, it's like, hey, guys, something's happened. Something's happened. You got a bit of butterflies in your stomach, especially because I was sort of involved. So the whole time I see them talking for 45 minutes, I'm like, do I go over? Do I go over and throw down? Do I go over? It's just, but I didn't. Uh, and maybe, maybe because I'm a giant pussy, but in all honesty, I really, the only time what I was figuring, I wanted to kind of go over and smooth things out and be like, listen, uh, and take some of the blame, say me and Steve, we're just, we're, we're chatting, you know, uh, maybe we're made some jokes, maybe things got out of hand, you know, something, but that, I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to, I want this guy to take his medicine and, I like I didn't want to diffuse the situation. And since I didn't want to diffuse the situation, I certainly didn't want to go over and make it worse. Because if I was going to go over and not diffuse, I was going to go over and then say, "No, you were inappropriate." You said and and back up all Steve's points and then get Beardy all fired up again and then shit'll hit the fan. At least things were calm. And so I'm like, "I'll just I'll just leave it." So, uh after they have their 45-minute discussion, Beardy leaves to go somewhere else. Uh, I say to Steve, uh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, all right. We, we have a little chat about it. Steve finally starts doing his workout. He hasn't, poor bastard, came in to do a workout. Still hasn't been able to do a workout. He's like an hour at the gym, still hasn't lifted a goddamn weight. So he, that's just no way, that's no way to spend your time productively. And then as he's about to do a shoulder workout, Beardy comes back. But now this time I'm standing next to Steve, the great Canadian athlete. I'm standing there and now I'm not going to leave because I feel weird enough about not being involved in the first conversation. I'm certainly not going to bail on the second conversation because I'm already standing here. So this is good. I'm glad that I can be involved. I can get more of the real story of what is going on. So Beardy has uh, some kind of membership agreement in his hand and he starts pointing to certain sections. But He's given it to a lawyer. So Steve is reading this thing. And he's like, uh, well, what you're saying doesn't make any sense because of this, 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 and this. And then so eventually we finally get to a section where uh, Beardy is saying, you can't train anyone even for non-monetary purposes. It's called coaching. You can't coach anyone at the gym. And I was like, really? That is news to me. So if I... What if I work out with someone? And Beardy's like, oh, no, you can work out with someone. And you could show them how to do exercises, but you have to work out with them. You, what you can't do is just stand by, watch them, give them pointers and tips, and tell them how to do a workout. Because that's coaching, and we don't want you to do that. I'm like, so the corporation of uh, Hoodwife does not want you to do that. And he said, yes. And I said, okay, that is news to me. And I said, and I honestly don't know if that's the policy, but that is, I, I'm surprised by that. So I said, what about if my wife goes to the gym? And this really happened. So my wife goes to the gym and I had already done my workout that day. And she wanted me to give her a workout plan. And so I take her through a workout. And uh, can I do that? He's like, no, you can't. I was like, huh, which I have, I didn't tell him, but I have done that many, many times with my wife. So I'm like, oh, so I can't do that, huh? Okay, well, but I can work out with my wife and show her how to do everything while I'm working. I said, yes. And then Steve lawyers this motherfucker. He says, uh, so, okay, but what about this? Uh, I'm working out with my wife. 
we we do workouts together every day. She doesn't know anything about the gym. She only follows me. Tell and I tell her what to do. And Beardy's like, okay, got you so far. And then he says, and then I break my foot, and now I can't work out. I can't do the workout, but she still wants me to come to the gym and help her work out. And so I do that. Now, can I do that? And Beardy says, well, first of all, you should be home resting your foot. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Beardy, Beardy, Beardy. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're taking a hypothetical and using the, well, if your foot's broken, you should really stay at home and elevate your foot. Okay, what? Okay, he broke his pelvis. He had severe diarrhea. He, 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 he picked up uh, the clap. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter in the analogy. What he's saying is he can't work out. And so we finally established that point. We're just like, he said, no, okay, I can't work out. So now can I tell my wife what to do? And he's like, no, you can't. And he said, oh, uh, well, uh, that seems odd. And he said, well, that's what the trainers are for. He said, okay, but I, don't, I can't afford a trainer, let's say. I don't want uh, to hire a trainer. And he said, well, we, we can do, we do, dude, we do a lot of that stuff for free. And he said, okay, so you'll do it for free. Now, what if my wife comes in four times this week? He said, well, she'll, I mean, she'll have to get a trainer. And he said, well, yeah, exactly. So, like, none of this would stand up in court, is what Steve is saying. And I got to agree with him. I don't know, but I got to agree. It just, I mean, we've all been to gyms, you know, and, and, and an in-shape person often is training with a non-in-shape person, and sometimes they're telling that person what to do. It just, it is so ridiculous. But you're, you're saying, but Mark, but Mark, Beardy's just doing his job. If that's what the policy for the club says, that there's no coaching that can be done, then that's then that's all you can do. So, we, we leave. I go home to feed a baby. And uh, Steve, I, I'm assuming he got a shitty workout in, like maybe a five-minute workout. Uh, Beardy has to go uh, do something. I don't know what it is. Scream at somebody, I'm not sure. But he says he's late. He's late. He's late to go make someone else's life miserable. So um, he leaves, Beardy leaves Steve with the membership agreement, the thing he had printed out with the clauses and the whatnot. And that's the type of shit you don't want to leave with a lawyer. No, sir. This lawyer, and hold on now, let me find it here. I'm scrolling through my texts that Nick gave me because... Uh, Steve was texting Nick because we're all we're all involved here, and uh, here it is. Here it is. So Steve highlights with a highlighter because you know lawyers have highlighters just coming out of their asshole. So he uh, highlights this thing, and it is literally, and from the sheet, mind you. Remember, this is from the sheet that Beardy gave him. It says, because it's for the trainers, it's a sheet that is from corporate, from head office, that's given to the personal trainers. It's a, it's a, a guideline. And the question is, on this guideline, what do I do if I think a current member is soliciting personal training clients in the club or they are training clients in the club? Right? So you're like, well, this will give us the answer. And it fucking did. So they tell a bunch of things about how 
to stop that situation from happening. If somebody is trying to actually train in the gym, who's not a personal trainer, soliciting clients, getting paid, they tell you how to stop that. And then they write in big, bold fucking letters, bold letters, special note, members are allowed to informally train one another. If they are not charging money for the service, nor promoting or soliciting for an external direct competition business, they are allowed to train one another. Members working out and training together leads to increased membership engagement, satisfaction, and retention. From the two pages, they were two pages that Beardy gave him. You couldn't read those fucking pages before you lost your goddamn mind? Are you fucking kidding me? And my wife, while well, I was telling her this at dinner time, you know, because uh, I'm beside myself, and my wife, who's also a lawyer, I'm surrounded by lawyers, I, I think. Um, my wife is also a lawyer. She was saying just inherently, I, she didn't know the thing about what I just said. What I just read is new information. So at dinner time, we didn't know this information. But my wife instinctively said, that doesn't make any sense. Not everybody immediately hires a personal trainer. Lots of people go to the gym with a spouse or a friend, and they get some training from that friend. And those people buy gym memberships. It's in their favor to have people training for free in the gym because those people are buying gym memberships, which are very expensive. And then I said, and also, if people eventually get into working out enough, they may want to hire some professional personal trainers once they get acclimatized to the gym environment from their friend, you know? So it, my wife also said, so that, that part didn't surprise me that she came up with something like that. But when I told her the story, the first thing my wife said is, someone should punch that guy in the face. <laughs> That's fucking my wife, half Egyptian, Hisham. Huh? Maybe it's the Egyptian blood where it just it gets up and you're like, you know what you need? You need to be hung upside down by the legs at the gym doors, and then someone should run up and punch you in the goddamn face. You know? Maybe it's the Egyptian blood. And but you know what? She's not necessarily wrong. And Hisham used the word bully. And I got to say, getting back to the high school stuff, like he is acting a bit like a bully. You don't really expect it out of him because he's not, as I say, he's not a big dude. Doesn't really look like he works out a lot. You know, I'm look, I don't want to be a casting stones in this glass house. It's just it's just he's a head personal trainer. I'm just a guy. I'm a comedian, you know. It doesn't matter if I don't look like I work out, but if you're the head personal trainer telling a bunch of bodybuilding dudes that uh, they should stop helping people at the gym, literally helping people at the gym, then you gotta you got to understand some people are going to say, uh, who are you? Who are you? String bean. Hey. And the, the weird part is Nick really does help you that at one point beardy was saying well i i find it really hard to believe that nick can dedicate that much time you know uh and and who i don't know maybe he's getting paid like i mean maybe he's not getting paid at the gym and me and steve are like dude he is seriously dedicating his time he's just like that it's just how he is and then beardy's like well maybe he lives a charmed life go 
fuck yourself. A char- he goes, maybe he lives a charmed life where he has a lot of free time, you know, and he really is generous with his time. But I, how do I know that? How do I know that? So I have to stop the coaching. It's like, and no, actually, you don't. Your policy right there says that you do not. And the, the crazy part is Nick told me this, that that guy used to ask Nick for help at the gym. He asked him to show him a few things, and Nick does. He shows him or any trainer or anybody who asks, and then that guy turns around and says that shit to Nick. Oh, my God. Our blood is up. The boys, the bond for life, go to the gym around the same time. Squadron. We are We're fired up. We're fired up. I am a little worried about Hesham. I, uh... He's just, you know, when some people say something and you're like, I think he's going to do that. I think he's serious. He just, he doesn't strike me as a guy who says shit and doesn't really do it. You know, I'm, and I, and let me say, Hijam, if you're listening, I encourage you not to hang this man upside down outside the gym door as much as I'd love to see it. I, I, we, we, uh, we, we've got to find a better way. We've got to rise above, you know? But it's like my wife said, sometimes people need a punch in the face. Fuck. And it's just, you know, those people who walk around just, just, he, he really, I don't who knows? Maybe he gets in tons of scraps. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he does. But he just seems to me to be a guy who's just, he, he's living in the modern day world. You know, the 2017 where you can yell and, and pout and scream at people and people won't just lean off and slug you because people get sued. People get you know, put up on charges, et cetera, et cetera. So he feels like oh, I can sue whatever I want to whoever I want. And sometimes those people, if you put them on their ass, I'm not advocating this in general, but. It's like hockey, you know, like uh, the, the hockey fights is, you know, people people are attacking Gretzky or uh, attacking Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby uh, gets abused on the ice. He's cross-checked in the back of the neck. Fucking Brandon Dubinsky cross-checks him in the back of the neck. Sidney Crosby goes down on the ice because a man cross-checked him. He hit him with a plank of wood in the throat, so he goes down to the ice. To which Brandon Dubinsky, I guess he found that offensive. He then broke his stick over Sidney Crosby's spine. And then, didn't get a penalty. Like, I just... And the thing is, what people would say, old school hockey mentality is, they would say, if there was a guy on that team, the old style hockey goon, they were called, who would just walk down, a Marty McSorley, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a Dave Semenko, he would go down and beat the living shit out of Brandon Dubinsky. And guess what he wouldn't do next shift? First of all, because he's got two black eyes, he's not going to hit Sidney Crosby in the throat with his stick. And sometimes, sometimes there is cause for like, you know what, man? You uh, you took this too far. Now, is that one of those times? Who am I to say? Right? Who am I to say? I probably, I don't think it's one of those times. It might be one of those times to get somebody fired. It really might be. But, uh, but beaten up, yeah, I can't, I can't in good conscience, uh, advocate, uh, fighting or punching someone in the head, but boy, boy, oh boy, this really seems like, seems like a perfect opportunity for someone to learn a good lesson, but hey, it's not going to be me. I got the osteoporosis guys. I got the, I got the bone dust, you know, 
If I take one to the cheek, I mean, that cheek's deformed. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he has something, too. My wife actually said that at dinner time. <laughs> she totally, she was like, what made that guy turn into that? Like, what has brought his life to that stage? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's dig deep. Let's try to figure out what it is that brought him to the... I got to tell you, I don't care that much about that. I know a lot of people have bad roads. You know, people go, uh, well, this happened to me when I was young and blah. I don't care if your wife left you, if, if somebody used to punch you when you were a kid. Like, I'm not saying those things don't suck. They fucking stink, man. That's, a ter- that's terrible. I feel awful for people when they have a bad backstory. But... Other people have had bad backstories as well, and they don't walk around the world like a giant, throbbing cockhead. They, they manage to still act like civil human beings. So that's what I said to my wife. I'm like, whatever his fucking story is, whatever his story is that brought him to be this shitty human being, it doesn't matter. you got to get over it because you can't talk to people like that you know, or maybe some giant Egyptian's going to hang you upside down. <laughs> anyway, oh, my God, the drama. It's, isn't this fun? Oh, jumping Christ. I am 100% sure he's going to listen to this podcast and 100% sure I'm going to have to go to a different gym. So thanks for listening, and uh, I'll update you on what's going on. And uh, I'll tell you about any other fights I see. Or that I instigate. And (laughs) we'll talk to you soon. Ah, later on.